Indeed, there are more questions than answers. Like, does the Flat Earth Society have members all around the globe? Oh. <laughs> I actually saw that. That was written on Facebook by the Flat Earth Society, and they said we have members all over the globe, and I thought that was ironic, so I thought I'd use Did it. Did they mean it to be ironic? What do you think? <laughs> they think irony is a way of getting your clothes flat. Oh. Hi, America. Hello, world. My name is Adrian Lee and I am your host. Welcome to the show, more questions than answers. The only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. Each week my guests and I will search the world's newspapers, websites and TV shows just for you. To bring you the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment and enlightenment. We will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events. Strange, supernatural, unusual, bizarre, and just plain weird. If you have just tuned in, especially to hear the show, then I admire your taste. If you have just tuned in by accident, then I admire your luck. I am huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the Midwest Plains. With the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly from the room next door. Each week we press our ear against the bedroom wall. The last thing Mm -hmm. my mother watched on the television before (laughs) she went to bed, she snores. Her unconscious picks and pulls her fragile elderly mind. Let's have a listen. (laughs) Yep, she watched the Muppets. So, (laughs) snuggle under your covers, turn out your lights, and... uh, Hold on tight. The rules are very simple. Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting or for making me laugh or shiver in horror. Extra points will be available for shock and awe value. To help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates, I will employ what I have called the inappropriate bell. An example of this would be... The panel have no idea what's coming. I have no idea what stories they have. For tonight's show. So let me introduce my guests. Firstly, the mysterious and effervescent Heather Morris. She's been a paranormal investigator for many years, with her own team called Hellhound Investigations, and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and DVP experts with the International Paranormal Society, and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. Heather tried blindfold archery this week. She didn't realise what she was missing. 
Welcome to the show, Heather. <laughs> How did that go for you? Blinding. Blinding. Wow. It's a little bit early for that carry-on. Unfortunately, Michelle's feeling a little under the weather tonight. So he slipped his change. He's managed to worm his way into the guest seat. He's an attorney with three PhDs. Doctor, 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 give me the news. It's Nathan Bush. Welcome to the show, Nathan. Hi, Adrian. Nathan went to an Italian restaurant in Minneapolis this week called Bulimia. The bathroom line was very long. God. I love this show. I love this show. They're mad. They're bad. They're paranormal. This is Series 3, Episode 16. So, armed. With the pasta dish that is the gong of infinite knowledge, with the ground pepper of facts and the shaved parmesan of statistics, I will ring the infinite knowledge gong. It signals the first round that is called general lack of knowledge. Oh boy. On mm. this day in 1977, how old was you, Morris? Two. Star Wars was released and directed by George Lucas, starring Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, and Harrison Ford. That was him. So for the first time in the history of MQTA Radio, I can't believe that fascinating facts and statistics about Star Wars. That was the first film I ever saw. My dad took me to the cinema, a big Art Deco theatre in East London, went to the Odeon. There were lines. Do you remember the days there were lines outside the cinema? And people there still is. couldn't get in. <laughs> Hardly. What, you're on the outskirts of town in a giant warehouse and there's three people standing there? No. Anytime there's a new Star Wars movie released, usually they go around the blocks and they start at midnight. Yes, two days before it's due to be released and probably in Hollywood somewhere, I would suggest. Everywhere. I don't know about that, Miss Morris, but you're not getting any early points. Star Wars or Star Trek, Morris? What are we going with? Star Wars. Star Wars. Nathan, do you even know what we're talking about? Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. You went with Star Wars. Well, this could be the quiz for you. I realized this week that on Star Trek, when they say to boldly go where no one has gone before, they always end up meeting someone. I just thought I'd share that with you. (laughs) Seems very strange. (laughs) I will give points away, straight away. Liam Neeson's character, Qui-Gon Jinn, had this go missing during a thunderstorm while filming in Tunisia. It was the first time it had rained in 50 years. (laughs) They lost some pod racers as well, apparently. It was a really bad thunderstorm. But Liam Neeson's character, Kui Gonjin, lost this. All you need to do to get the first points of the evening. I didn't watch those crappy first ones. Is to tell me what he lost. We'll make it up then. Umbrella. He lost his umbrella. Yes, that famous scene <laughs> in The Phantom Menace where he went up against Darth Sith with an umbrella. You know, the lightsaber's hidden within it. Oh, it's kind multifunctional. <laughs> I got the rough end of the stick. Mine turns into a garden trail. I've been doing random Jedi gardening all week. You think yeah. he lost his umbrella, do you? His brelly. Really? You think you're going to get some points, do you? Well, why not? It's a thunderstorm. They're in Tunisia. They're in the desert. Nathan, your chance to gain some points. What did his character lose in that thunderstorm? A pocket knife. You went with a pocket knife. Yay! No, yay. (laughs) (laughs) Boo in many respects. He lost his wig, apparently. 
It oh. disappeared. It was last seen heading to Carthage and was found on the head of a camel that a drunk Arabian man was trying to chat up. Wow. <laughs> it was wearing makeup, of course, a bit of camel rouge. And there he oh, was. Can you imagine waking no, up? It's there. You'd have been upset if I hadn't oh, said it. Oh, for crying. Can you imagine waking up the next morning and thinking, what was I drinking last night? And there's a camel in a wig lying next to you. That would be bad. At least it's a female camel. Wow. I cannot give the points away. I actually went to that town in Tunisia when I was in Tunisia. I have seen that set. And dated the camel. I dated the camel. She still writes. (laughs) (laughs) Long eyelashes with your camel. Can't give the points away, unfortunately. The scenes of Endor in The Return of the Jedi were filmed in forests in the Californian town of Crescent City. Why was that problematic for Peter Mayhew, who played Chewie? Why was what? that a problem? Yes, you remember the planet Endor at the end yeah. of Return of the Jedi with the Ewoks? Yeah. That was filmed in California in the big forest there, Crescent City. Because he was hot. That was problematic for because Chewie. Because he was hot. The actor that played Chewie, because it was hot. Oh, wait, no. Because go. people thought he was a, a Sam Squatch. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to go and put your chips on black and red again, are you? Nope, I'm going to go with that. People, people thought he was thought a Sasquatch. He was a Sasquatch, a Bigfoot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Anything to add to that, Nathan? <laughs> I'm going to go because they were pine trees. I have no idea what that means. But yes, Miss Morris is 100% correct. <laughs> Apparently, they were worried he'd be mistaken for Bigfoot because there was some sightings in the area. And when he was off camera, he had to have three or four guys walk around with him wearing flash orange so he didn't get <laughs> shot. <laughs> so if anyone had some Bigfoot sightings in California near Crescent City in about 1981, 1982. They weren't worried about the midget Sam running around? Apparently not. No. There is a question coming up with that, though. Ooh. But you have one point. It is true. Someone they thought was going to shoot him for being a Bigfoot. 100% wow. correct. And they had to make sure he wasn't shot by hunters <laughs> running around the woods Great. in California. There we go. What famous person begged George Lucas to play Jar Jar Binks in The Phantom Menace. He said, I've given you a clue, it's a he. He said he would even wear full prosthetics. He desperately wanted to play Jar Jar Binks. Mr. Bean. Mr. Bean. You remember Jar Jar Binks? He was like six foot. It was terrible. I wish he was dead. Wow. Just come out and say it. Don't sit on the fence. Dead Binks. Chuck Morris. There's probably a website set up. I'm sure. For the death of Jar Jar Binks. (laughs) Yeah, he was terrible. I know that George Lucas torched my childhood at that point with a (laughs) flamethrower down to the bare roots. You are going to go with which famous person wanted to play Jar Jar Binks. You are going with Mr. Bean, Rowan Atkinson. Yeah. Desperately wanted to play Jar Jar Binks. You're not giving me an age range. You're just giving me a sex. Could be anyone. I'm going to say Mr. Bean. Who would be strange enough? Who would be odd enough? Who would want to do that so desperately? Do you know any famous people, Nathan? No. This is going to be a difficult question for you to answer, then, isn't it? <laughs> Bob Marley. Bob Marley. Semi-famous or really famous? No, I'm still trying to understand how Bob Marley, who died 25 years before the film was made, was campaigning to play Jar Jar Binks. I will give you credit, though. That is a famous person. I'm going to give Nathan one point for managing to name a single 
famous person. <laughs> wow. He was a ghost. He looks like he plays a lot of reggae, doesn't he, Nathan? You yes. can tell that by his long dreadlocks and yes. his weed habit. Mm. You going to go with a second guess or are you sticking with Mr. Bean? Um, What year was it? Oh, I don't know. 95, maybe something like that. 96, mm. a little later. 96, oh. 97. Can you give me a race? No. Why? It was Michael Jackson. No. Michael Jackson oh. campaigned hard to want to play Yaya Binks. Do you know Michael Jackson also campaigned to be in Men in Black? And he did do a cameo. Yes. In, uh, was it Men in Black 2? I believe yeah, that's the case, yeah. yeah. I think that's true. Why does he want to be in all those? Because there's lots of kids on the set? I have oh, no idea. Oh, you're terrible. Come on, kids, let's play with Yaya Binks. What could possibly oh, no, go wrong? You didn't. Wow. Yeah, when I said whiter, <laughs> what race he was, no wonder you couldn't answer. Yeah, I was struggling to tell you male, female, black or white. I was I was really caught in a quandary oh, for the minute. Wow. Unbelievable. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Why was it important to knock first on any dressing room door containing an Ewok actor? Just remember, back to the day, it's 1983. It's return. Of the Jedi. Yes. You've got a whole a whole casting unit of with dressing room of Ewoks. You have to knock on the dressing room door before entering. Why was that suggested to be a good idea? Uh, Look, I've stumped her. Look. You yeah. can hear her brains plopping out of her. This ear. is very difficult. Go to Nathan first. Nathan. So you don't step on them. That's a very oh, good answer. Wow. They were played by little people. By little, little people. Little, little people. Very little. Yes. Uh, I, um, I don't, uh, they could trip you up. I don't know. They were constantly bunning. They were constantly practicing the physical arts. I heard that rumor before. <laughs> because it was the first time many of the actors had actually been with so many other little people. They'd never all been wow. in the same place they at the same time. They were at it. There was Ewoks there, like rabbits they like were. Like rabbits? Yes. Ewoks. So you rabbits. had to knock on the door. They were doing it everywhere, apparently. <laughs> it was the first time they'd come together in such large numbers. It's true. There was an they Ewok. signs. No bunning between Ewoks. eight and five. Wow. What if there was like nine people in your group? Oh. That is 100% true. Is that the second Ewok coughing up a furball, George? Cut on this day in 2001, <sighs> 32-year-old Eric Weinmeyer of Boulder, Colorado, became the very first person to reach the summit of Mount Everest. He was surprised as anyone else because he'd only nipped out for milk at the gas station. He was blind. What? He was the first person in 2001 to make it to the top of Mount Everest who was, in fact, 100% blind. As I said, he only nipped out for some milk, got a bit lost, couldn't work and out he where he was. wouldn't ask for directions. Well, he's a man. Of course he's not That's asking right. for directions. His wife wasn't there. <laughs> Eric, why didn't you ask for directions? <laughs> this hill's steep. Wow, we must be in the Rockies. It's true. So, for the first time, we'll get taken off air. We've upset little people, Michael Jackson fans. Blind. The blind. Let's have a gut Republicans while we're here and we'll get the whole works. Wow. For the very first time in the history of MQTA Radio, I can't believe that amazing facts and statistics about Mount Everest. 
To date, how many people have died trying to climb Mount Everest? And someone will win. 23. You are going with 23 people have died climbing Mount Everest. Your choice, Nathan. some of their bodies are still there. They are. You can get a telescope and you can see them dangling on bits of string. You can. There's telescopes. You put money in like on top of the Eiffel Tower and they're still dangling. There's still bodies up there. I know. Lower or higher, Nathan? 118. You are closest, but you are still a long way short. I will give you the points, which brings you up to a nice resplendent three. It is 260 people. See, I forgot a zero. Have died. If you'd have forgot the zero on 13, you'd still have lost. (laughs) 260. That's one in 10 climbers who attempt Everest have died. You have a one in 10 success rate of coming back alive. Only nine out of the ten come back alive. One will stay up there. Really? Nathan. I wrote my answer as 318, so either way I won. Okay, perfect. You (laughs) gave me two wrong answers. Fantastic. If you get another wrong answer again, be sure to let me know. Yep. There are, I'll give you some extra points actually, of 260 people that have died climbing Everest. Have a guess how many are actually still up there. 23. Because they get to be used as markers, people say, oh, go past the guy in the yellow jacket. Then you need to go another 400 yards with the guy in the cave with the red coat on. Then they're yeah, actually up yeah. there as markers. They're tourist attractions. People have their photographs taken with Uncle Dave sat there in an anorak. Who's in been up there for pack. 30 years. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Who should have brought more sandwiches and warmer underwear. <laughs> wow. Asphyxiation and the cold primarily is what will kill you. And a lot of avalanches. A lot of those numbers were taken out in one go with avalanches. An avalanche, you know, killed 16, 17 people in just one swathe. So that's where they stack up. What is your answer, Morris? 23. 23 of those 260 are still stuck up there. Yeah. Are you going to give me two wrong answers, Nathan, or just one right one now? I'm going to say 200. It is 120. Nathan, you win the points again. Remarkable times. He's into an unassailable lead, which is why we chain him to the wall and feed him peanuts <laughs> every week. I don't understand why people climb it. You'd ask any of those mountaineers, they would say, if you said to them, why are you climbing it? They would say, because it's there, right? An elephant's ass is there. I don't want to go up it. You know what I'm saying? Unbelievable. How old was the oldest person ever to reach the summit? There. He was Japanese, if that helps you. His name was Yuchiro Miara. I'm going to say 78. 78. Yes. Your choice, Mr. Bush, is to go higher or lower than 78. 73. He was 80 years old. An 80-year-old gentleman is the oldest. He arrived at the summit not that long ago, actually, just a few years ago. And that Took was that long, eh? 2013, <laughs> yes. He started when he was 15. He started during the Second World War. He thought there were some American pilots up there. It's true enough, he was 80. I can barely get up the stairs. That's true. It's remarkable times. But yes, Miss Morris wins the points, and she is now up to a rather nice-looking, sexy four, all covered in snow and frost. On this day... In 1944, puppeteer Frank Oz was born in Hereford, England, famous, of course, for his Miss Piggy, Fozzie Bear, Cookie Monster, and Bert, as well as Yoda, of course, just to fill in a bit more of the Star Wars theme there, was born today. So happy birthday to Frank Oz today. Do you know 
who they were going to cast as Yoda in the original Star Wars before Frank Oz came in and actually did it with a puppet. Have a guess. What was the original Yoda going to be? Any thoughts? You can just jump in, actually. Any suggestions? Any ideas? Another midget. Another midget? Yes. They were going to dress him up as Yoda. Off you go, son. Yes. Well, I was an Ewok last week. Yeah. Multitasking, that's called. Yeah. What are you going to go with, Nathan? Jared Kushner. I have no idea whether that's <laughs> right or wrong, because they were going to train up a monkey. They thought a monkey could do it, and they thought if they trained up the monkey, they could then animate its lips moving. So Ooh. Frank Oz was second behind a monkey, apparently. I'm sure his union <laughs> had lots to complain for about that. So for the first time, my mother's been watching them. She's snoring the theme tune. It's time to put on makeup. In fact, Nathan arrived wearing makeup. Nice. For the very first time on MQTA, I can't believe that fascinating facts about the Muppets. Uh-oh. How many magazine covers has Miss Peggy starred on in her career? And I'm talking like proper magazines. I'll give you a clue. Like TV Guide? Yes, yeah, Saturday Evening Post, Life Magazine, People Magazine. Now, give you a couple to start with. How many front covers has Miss Piggy starred on in her career? Just herself or with the crew as well? Just her. 56. 56 magazine covers for Miss Piggy. Nathan, higher or lower than 56? 116. Miss Morris again wins the points. It is actually a relatively low number. Remarkable, of course, for a piece of foam with some ping pong ball eyes. But it is six. She's appeared on six front covers. And my own particular favourite, of course, is Roasted Pork Monthly. Wow. Do you know (laughs) Miss Piggy's last name? Any thoughts? Miss Piggy's last name. She doesn't have a last name. Where did you pull that from? What do you think? That's my last name. I know. Do you want me to come over there and smack you? <laughs> What's wrong? What are you suggesting? <laughs> so of all the last names in the world, you went with my last name. Yes. Miss Piggy Lee. Yes. Like Peggy Lee. Yes. That's ridiculous. And you are right, I bet. Yes, it is right, yeah. <laughs> Damn you in your ways. You're cheating me. Yes. <laughs> Miss Piggy, as much as it pains me. She's my second cousin once removed. She's got her dad's nose. Where's my point? Where's your points? Wow. (laughs) Yes, Miss Piggy's last name, you can look it up. (laughs) It's Lee. (laughs) Have you ever seen anyone more begrudging? I will take them away before the end of the show. You are now up. To wait. Why, did you, you know that? Was that a wild stab in the dark? Stab in the dark, but it came to me. <laughs> of course it did. There'll be many wondrous <laughs> things coming to you before the end of this show. <laughs> what did Jim Henson use to create the very first Kermit puppet? There, what did he make it from? Oh, an old coat. <laughs> oh, an old coat. That's your guess, is it? Yep. He's found an old coat. Yeah. He's gone yard sailing. Anyone's coat in particular? His mom's. (laughs) (laughs) So his mum lifts up her coat and there's a shape of a frog cut out of the back. Jim, what have you done with my coat? And where's my ping pong balls? Nathan, what are you going to go with? Remember, he's bright green. A green Christmas cardigan. A green Christmas cardigan. It is his mother's old green cardigan. 
It's getting hot in here. I hate you and all you stand for. You cheating, lying muppet. You've been looking at my notes, you cheating them. You saucy man. Unbelievable, yes. It was his mother's green coat. And it was literally two arms of a ping pong ball. Did you know the Muppets are actually English? They were filmed at Elstree Studios and paid for uh, by a British TV station called ATV that's no longer around. And they were aired first on British television. So they were paid for by the British, filmed in Britain and aired first on a British TV station. They were then sold to the Americas, of course. That was then, but this is now. As we turn to our favourite part of the show tonight... I am now deaf in both ears. <laughs> I shall carry on regardless with the ringing and tinnitus as we speak. You can write to us anytime. You can write to us on our Facebook site. Most people write to us on Facebook at More Questions Than Answers with Adrian Lee. And you can send your messages to there. We also have email address. We're also on Twitter and I'll go through those in a second. Daniel posted, I look forward to Friday nights and weekends. You make a dreary week. So much better. Oh, thank you, Daniel. It's very kind of you, sir. Yes, of course, he's listening. Daniel is listening first on the Dark Matter Digital Network. We have 100,000 listeners in 190 countries all over the world. I'd like to tell you what time we start, but honestly, I have no clue. But we are on Friday evenings. If you look at your listings, everything will be there. The Dark Matter Digital Network. I'm going to guess we're probably on between 8 and 10. There we go. That would be a good place to start, wouldn't it? Yeah. But your guess is as good as mine. If only I were psychic. <laughs> Marlon <laughs> in California. I love Marlon in California. She's very kind. He emailed me and said, I love your show. MQTA Aww. is a masterpiece. Don't change a thing. You have created a thing of beauty. Aww. Wow. Really, I think I've created Frankenstein's monster every <laughs> Friday night. I love Frank. Thank you for all the great radio to you and your staff. I'm not a staff. I know staff makes Heather and Michelle feisty. <laughs> I'm just teasing. They're all wonderful. Yay! Hurrah! Yay! You can listen to us on SoundCloud. Absolutely free. All of our episodes for the last five years are on SoundCloud. Go to soundcloud.com. Search for MQTA Radio. And if you're listening now on SoundCloud, why not press the little orange love heart and show us how much you appreciate what we do week in, week out, completely free. We also do an extra 20 to 25 minutes on SoundCloud that you cannot hear on the Dark Matter digital network. So if you're listening on the Dark Matter now, on their network at the end of this show, if you dive into SoundCloud at the very end of our show, search for us on there. You will get an extra 20 to 25 minutes of filth. These are the rounds that we can't read out on air for fear of being removed or getting a hefty fine. We call this round Not For Your Mother. It's the stories we find from around the world each week that are laden with filth. Yeah. Innuendo. Innuendos. It doesn't work when you say it, Nathan. I'm sorry. It only, <laughs> it only turns me on when the girls are saying it. The moment you've stepped in, it's ruined it. Ruined. There might be some women out there actually, so do carry on. Yes. Yes. Filth. Filth. Innuendo. Innuendos. Naughtiness. Naughty. It's all there for you. We'll get removed if we read this stuff out on air, but it's on SoundCloud. We're also on iTunes, Stitcher. We're on iHeartRadio. Yes. Brussels Sprouts. 
Uh, no, Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout. <laughs> Brussels sprouts. Yeah. Close enough. What's wrong um, with you? I, I believe Spotify. It's Spotify, Player FM. Yeah. I if you radio. cannot find Buzzsprout, us, yeah. Which one did you want us to leave reviews on, Morris? You said I wish you, they'd leave reviews they for us. Really, really need to try to find us on Apple play or apple, apple podcast apple pie casts yeah. yes and, and uh, apple pods and rate and leave us a review so we can get in the new up and coming list perfect so if you could leave reviews on any of those sites you're tracking us down we would really really appreciate that thank you christy in minnesota posted woke up this morning Uh-oh. to our neighbor's yard looking like a flock of flamingos landing at first glance, it was sweet. An innocent fundraiser for a local church. However, thanks to Heather's Not For Your Mother article from Series 3, Episode 8, I can't stop laughing. Thanks for the giggles and snorts, MQTA. If you don't know what she's talking about, if you go to Episode 8 of Series 3, that I think may actually be posted on SoundCloud yeah, at the moment. Is. Yep. Wasn't it a signifier that swingers mm. all around the world yes. would put flamingos yes. in their front yard? Uh, you're right. If you go to our Facebook site right now, if you go to More Questions Than Answers with Adrian Lee on Facebook, you will see the picture she posted and it's why funny. she thinks that's very funny. It is very funny. We have 6,100 followers on Facebook, so you can join us on there. All of the tonight's stories all of the photographs, the cartoons. If you have messages of support, we would love to hear them out. Why don't you write us a nice sentence to tell us how much you love the show and post it on Facebook. I will read that out and I can dedicate that to anyone you wish. If you have birthdays coming up or anniversaries, I'd be glad to do that as well. But why don't you share that? Take the link of all of our sites of our radio show and post that on your social media. Tell the whole wide world you're listening to more questions than answers. The only paranormal news quiz show anywhere in the world you can join my twitter account at adrian underscore lee underscore tips that's t-i-p-s we have a hundred thousand followers on there i've mentioned before that this show is free it will always be free we love doing the show we've been doing it now for four or five years completely free of charge but we have studio costs we have costs that keep our platforms up and running all of the ones we've just previously mentioned if you wish to donate a single dollar one hundred new pennies you cannot even buy a mars bar for a dollar these days if you go to patreon.com search for mqta radio you can donate a single dollar to the show if we make you laugh you can't put a price on that if you leave this show with more than you arrive with you can't put a price on that either for a single dollar you will see us staying on air and doing the things that we love doing but you actually get quite a lot for your dollars so if you go on there you get many many wondrous things for that dollar as well if you're looking for a nice summer read this year you can go to amazon search for adrian lee i have many books on everything psychic everything paranormal my best-selling book at the moment is how to be a christian psychic what the bible says about mediums healers and paranormal investigators and also write the mysterious series mysterious midwest would be one of those books unwrapping urban legends and Ghostly Tales from the Dead, with the foreword written by award-winning Grammy bassist of Megadeth, David Ellison. But if you go to Amazon, search for Adrian Lee, everything will be there for you. Every now and then, I did this last week, but I'm going to do it again. Every now and then, 
I like to read out our top 10 of countries all over the world that are currently listening to the show. The US is first, UK, Canada, South Africa, Australia at number five, Sweden, number six this week. So hello to all of our friends in Scandinavia. I'm Swedish. And Sweden. Of course you are, Morris. You've got blonde hair, blue eyes, and the world on your balcony. We have the Bahamas at number seven, Costa Rica. Costa Rica at number eight, Singapore at nine, and Bosnia-Herzegovina currently at number ten. So thank you to all of our listeners all over the world. We enter the first round of tonight's quiz show proper, the round that we call Ghosts and Hauntings. And remember, we don't do orbs. Paul O'Grady says he has been exercising the ghost of old pal Scylla Black after enrolling on a new course. Exorcism 101, apparently. Wow. Just turn left after the beginner's French. Go down the corridor. You'll see the pottery class. You can't miss it. Exorcism 101. There's ectoplasm all around the door. The 62-year-old TV presenter joked that he has been trying to evict his late best friend after he claimed she visited him from beyond the grave. He told the Daily Star, I've been exercising ghosts. I've actually been exercising Alcilla. I was very conscious, so I'm glad I've done it. I actually love doing the exorcisms. I really like the ghost thing. It was a thrill. Surely you exercise demons. You don't exercise good friends and family and spirit, do you? <laughs> no. no. How are you, granddad? I hope you're doing well. I'm going to exercise you. Yes, right. You'll never follow me ever again. Do not darken my door. I'm going to kill your spirit. Thank oh. you. For, and thank you for the scarf you bought me when I was five. The surprise, surprise. She used to be a host on Surprise, Surprise. No idea what you're talking about. I know, about. but just the fact it's called Surprise, Surprise, and she's now a ghost is quite amusing, isn't it, in many mm. respects? <laughs> surprise, surprise. Oh, exorcism classes for me now. She died back in 2015, aged 72. She was great friends with both Paul and late host Del Winton, with the trio spending long holidays together in Spain. Paul O'Grady pays tribute to the original blind date host, Scylla Black. It's not the first time Paul's glimpsed the ghouls, though. Back in September 2008, he starred on Ghost Hunting with Paul O'Grady and Friends, which was hosted by Yvette Fielding of Most Haunted. Paul was joined by pals Jennifer Ellison, Philip Olivier and Natasha Hamilton as they headed to Palermo, southern Italy, to film the show. And he literally had a hair-raising time. He said, I was paralysed with fear, and I don't mind admitting it. I would agree with him, actually. I, I've been to southern Italy. It's terrible. Cutthroats and pirates. Well. Look at my hair. Who needs hair gel when you've just gone down into the catacombs? I'm going to be up all night now, going through all this in my head. Paul tried to keep his call on the show, but admitted the spooky experience left him terrified. He said, after Phil and I were lowered into the chamber, I thought, I'm not going to make a show of myself. I'm going to be Mr. Cool. But I was terrified. Exercising a friend, or he must be round the bend. You decide. Go to our Facebook site, More Questions and Answers with Adrian Lee, and you can see that article and interview in full. I shall give myself the first points of the evening. I'm now on a nice little rubber ducky, which is number two. Miss Morris, you're in an unassailable double integer lead of 10 points at the moment what have you got for me tonight in the round of ghosts and hauntings and remember we don't do orbs well someone may be in a bit of trouble after a mass zombie alert text 
was sent out during a power outage. Yes, I said it. Residents became concerned after receiving the bizarre push alert message from the city of Lake Worth in Florida. Yay! Yay, Florida! At around 1.45 a.m. in the midst of a power blackout, it read, Power outage in zombie alert <laughs> wow. for residents of the Lake Worth and Terminus. I've never been to Florida, but I'm guessing that's spot on. It is Absolutely spot on. on the money. On the nose. You've hit the now. Right on the button. On the head. Yes. I've got a hot ear, Morris. <laughs> <laughs> there are now far less than 7,380 customers Involved due to extreme zombie activity. Restoration time uncertain. Local media outlet Palm Beach Post reported the mention of Terminus was potentially referencing the city in the popular zombie TV show The Walking Dead. It reported a post on the community Facebook page had indicated the zombie apocalypse message was unintended. You think? Unintended. Yes. We are looking into reports that the system mentioned zombies, the city public information officer Ben Kerr wrote. I want to reiterate that Lake Worth does not have any zombie activity currently <laughs> really? and apologize for that system message. I bet if you walked along the beachfront in any way in Florida, it would look like a zombie epidemic right now. And they now. all look the same. <laughs> I bet Menards sold out of garden implements. Oh, We've sold out of sides this morning. What's going wrong? You wake up this morning, you go to your part-time job at Menards, you're in the garden center. Yep. We've run out of scythes. We need yeah, to order right. more scythes. There's been a run on scythes this morning, apparently. <laughs> Well, Kerr went on to say 7,880 customers had been affected by the outage and that power was restored within 27 minutes. I can offer you a sickle if you want one. Ooh. Completely out of sides, I can do you a nice sickle. Oh, here we go. The mass text alert was not the first of its kind to leave recipients confused. In fact, in January, and I think you guys probably remember this, a message warning of the imminent ballistic missile threat yes. to Hawaii, Hawaii. Mm -hmm. was sent in error, terrifying residents who began saying their goodbyes to loved ones. Yes, the population suddenly exploded nine months later as they were I'm saying sure. their goodbyes to loved ones. <laughs> I like the idea that recently everyone got a text message saying a volcano's about to explode mm -hmm. and everyone ignored it. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, one of those text messages it's again. I'm not going, falling for that. What, Hawaii? It's still yeah, there as yeah. far as I'm aware. No, I mean, it's still going. It's still erupting mm -hmm. as far it's as I know. It's chugging yeah. away. Wow. Like a zit on a prebubescent 15-year-old boy's going. bottom. Oh. It's going to erupt at any minute. We don't know where. It's still erupting. We don't know when. <laughs> still. It's still there. I'm going to give you points, Morris. You're because of the zombies? 12. Because of the Florida? Because it was actually relevant to the round we were reading out. <laughs> oh. Remarkable wow. times. Now, we were talking about famous ghostly people. We spoke about yeah. Scylla Black, who has sadly passed. Yeah. Ghost News, the spookiest celebrity hauntings ever. So after that article came out, several newspapers ran famous hauntings. Okay. Famous people hauntings. Okay. I'm just going to go through a couple now. John Lennon, apparently. Yeah. Oasis frontman Liam Gallagher claims he was once visited by the ghost of his idol. The star insists the late Beatle appeared to him as an apparition while he was staying at a friend's house years ago in his home city of Manchester. 
Apparently, the apparition said, for the love of God, please stop writing and playing music. Mm. He said, I made that up. He said, I remember getting up and feeling really weird. I turned around. And there I was, lying on the bed. And I sort of fell back into my body. There was a presence there and it was him. It was Lennon. Well, luckily, no one in the band of Oasis is taking drugs. So Paul McCartney said Lennon's son, Julian, also claimed to have spotted his ghost. I'll just run through a couple more for you. Amy Winehouse, apparently, another mm-hmm. famous ghost. The singer became a member of the 27 Club when she died from alcohol poisoning in 2011. Good news, Miss Winehouse. We found blood in your alcohol supplier. Her close pal, Libertine star Pete Doherty, was convinced Amy was haunting his flat. So much so that he fled to Paris to escape. Will that help? No. If they're haunting you, it doesn't matter where you go, Mm -mm. does it, to be honest? Amy's dad, Mitch, also claimed her ghost visits him. He said, I could not begin to tell you how much she is around me. There are lots of strange happening. Her spirit comes and sits on the end of the bed. And I always know she's around because the bar slowly disappears. Elvis Presley. Uh The most frequent sighting of the king who died from a heart attack in 1977 has been at his Graceland home in Memphis, Tennessee. Actress Paz de la Herta even says the ghost of Elvis made her orgasm through ectoplasmic touching when she visited the recording studio there. Never ever touch the ectoplasmic gravy. A lesson there for everyone. Leave it alone. Do not touch Mm. it. You don't know what you're messing around with. It was an immaculate conception, apparently. But his ghost has also popped up at the Las Vegas Hilton, where he last performed. The studio in Nashville, where he recorded Heartbreak Hotel and a hotel in Hollywood. Elvis Presley had a lot of connections to the paranormal. He regularly saw ghosts. He used to write all the time to very famous psychics and ask for their advice. He was a very, very paranormal infused individual he Mm -hmm. certainly believed in all those things finally i'll do a couple more marilyn monroe the hollywood bombshell spirit has been spotted at her home in los angeles at a house belonging to former husband joe dimaggio and among the graves at the cemetery where she is buried she is said to haunt the full-length mirror in the hotel's lobby and has been seen dancing in the hotel's ballroom there's various others as well it mentions harry houdini rudolph valentino if you want to find all of those stories about famous ghost celebrities and where they've been haunting you can go to our facebook site more questions than answers with adrian lee let's find marilyn monroe or it's just a no go i shall give myself another two points i'm up to a rather handsome looking four nathan what have you got for me tonight in the round of Ghosts and hauntings. Well, it appears that Marin Meghan Markle was hit in the face by a fly, which seems to be uh, Princess Diana during the wedding ceremony. So Princess Diana's <laughs> reincarnated herself <laughs> as a fly. Uh, that's yeah. She did have a sweet tooth, apparently. The flies not only live for like a couple of days. Am I yeah. thinking that they don't Something have a long like lifespan? Do they? Your fly doesn't live long. No. You don't say, let's go and visit Auntie May. She's a fly. She's been around. She's 83 years old. You? No. You don't ever have that conversation no. in life. No. So she's been hitting the chops during the wedding ceremony last weekend. Yes. Anyway, video footage showed the moment the black fly buzzed around Megan during the star-studded ceremony at St. George's Chapel on Saturday afternoon. Megan, who now holds the title Duchess of Sussex, 
could be seen flinching as the fly buzzed her face just before she turned to look at Prince Harry. She could have swallowed. I know an old woman who swallowed a fly once. It was a terrible to do. The story I don't know went why. on. I have no idea why she swallowed a fly. Perhaps I, she'll die. I think it's almost guaranteed. Almost guaranteed. But the moment will stun many because it came after Daily Star Online revealed just hours earlier that the psychic twins said Princess Diana had spoken beyond the grave to say she would be attending the wedding. She said in a conversation with the twins that she would be, quote, at the altar next to Harry and Meghan and would appear in the form of a butterfly. Different from a fly, then. Yeah, a lot different. I, yeah. Psychic, psychic, famous <laughs> psychic twins have said she's going to appear at the wedding ceremony as a butterfly. Bearing in mind it's uh, late spring, early summer. Mm-hmm. You're in amongst all those flowers in a church, and there's a fly, and that's close enough. That'll yeah, do it. That'll do it. No, didn't um, they left a chair for Princess Diana? Didn't they? I suspect Nathan may go on to talk about that. So let's see yeah. if that's in there. Oh, okay. So anyway, the twins, Terry and Linda Jameson, they're dubbed to the Nost. Nostradamus in stilettos. Nostradamus in stilettos? Yeah. I bet Nostradamus would be pleased about that. <laughs> well, After all his predictions and writing, he gets then labeled with two psychic twins living in Wandsworth. Well, anyway, they reported on Friday that Lady Di said she, that she would be with sons, my, her sons at Harry's wedding, and she was looking forward to the wedding. Uh, she said, quote, I will appear more as a presence than an apparition, a soft energy that they will feel. I will be beside Harry and Meghan at the altar. Some people will see me in the form of a monarch butterfly outside the chapel. Others may see me as a light or orbs. Orbs. Or, or some sort oh, of common house fly that's yeah. just been rubbing <laughs> itself on thinking. horse manure. They will sense me. <laughs> <laughs> wow, there goes Princess Di. <laughs> but more sensitive- I'm losing my knighthood, you know. That. <laughs> but, but sensitive people may be able to observe me as a shadow or a silhouette of blue or golden light. During the ceremony, there was a moment when a bright shaft of light was cast across Megan's face. The revelations by the friend. The twins came months after Prince William admitted that he felt Diana really was there at his and Kate Middleton's wedding in 2011. It goes on to say, It is also believed that they left a seat near the altar next to Prince William, empty as another touching remembrance of the people's princess. That's been reported in every news agency that they left an empty chair for Princess Diana to sit on. It's not true. You're not allowed to sit in front of the Queen. So the chair oh. traditionally in front of the Queen is always empty because you do not sit in front of the Queen. And the Queen was directly behind of that chair. So that's got etiquette all tied around that mm. to do with the monarchy. That has nothing, absolutely nothing to do with leaving a chair for Princess you Di. dream squisher. I will tell you very shortly that the Easter rabbit doesn't exist either and you're not getting a dollar oh. for your teeth. Miss Morris, they left an empty chair or I just don't care. You can see the story for yourself. How Princess Di came back as a small 
house flyer covered in horse manure, vomiting up and swallowing vast quantities of excrement during their wedding day. If you go to our Facebook site, you can tell I'm a fan, can't you? Why am I here? The pages and pages and pages that have been written. Paranormal flies. I shall give you points, Nathan. You are on to a very resplendent seven. Under any other circumstances, you would be in the lead. But Morris, unfortunately, has been cheating again. I didn't. We enter the round that we call UFOs and cryptozoology. It's green men and furry Ewoks running around a forest in California, fornicating and being shot. Alien spaceships spotted hovering over the sky in spooky triangular shape. Bonk, oh, here we go. Oh. Morris, what have Next. you got for me tonight? Next. <laughs> At least I didn't even get the title out. I never even got the title out. You can at least let me start my first sentence. What's wrong with you people? The hours I spend trawling the internet, I read the crappiest stories from all over the world, from every news agency, from Chile to the Philippines, to Norway, to Serbia, to Vietnam, to Brazil, to the Galapagos Islands and the Maldives. I can't even get my first sentence out. You didn't sift it well enough then. A group of alien spaceships have been spotted hovering menacingly in the sky above Britain, a mum has shockingly claimed. Emma Perry was amazed after making the startling discovery from her mother-in-law's back garden this weekend. Emma from Romford. I comes from Romford. That's where my parents are. I spent my childhood clubbing in Romford. To To be fair, there's not many seals knocking around, but we did our best. Claims to have spotted a formation of three UFOs in the Essex skies. I am an Essex boy. She then watched in awe as the space travelers formed a triangular shape. She told Essex Live, I was sitting in me mother-in-law's garden, right? All laid back and I looked up at the sky, right? And I saw some sort of white object hovering. I had to run, get a witness. So I got me neighbours, innit? It weren't a plane or balloons. This is the second time Emma claims to have spotted a UFO and has done research to confirm her suspicion. She added... I once saw a UFO last year and did lots of research <laughs> in how balloons move. Uh, I'm very interested in UFOs, isn't it? And uh, I watch them on YouTube. Don't diss me, your chief. Proper shanty, man. <laughs> I always said if I saw a UFO, I'd die at me woman. I love all that kind of stuff, innit? I love that, me. I loves all that. And I'm always looking up at the sky, and I? I look from all the time, don't I? I bleed and find them everywhere. Luckily for Emma, her first encounter came on her birthday last year, which appeared in a giant ball shape. What a birthday that was. Wow. She also said the first UFO I ever saw was a lot bigger. It looked like a gigantic ball of electricity. Electricery. Uh-huh. Electricery. The ones I saw today were like white, weren't it? But one was more like silver. Gold blimey stoner crows. The missus will never believe this one. I do follow lots of different things, like, you know, but I don't believe everything I read because like, I can't read. I was just wow. excited to see it. That's all. Just 
Just blinding, wasn't it? Um, you know it makes sense. Lovely jubbly. You know it makes sense. <laughs> Boring one silver ball. Oh, that's so cool. You decide for yourself. You can visit our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. And if you're playing the Bell, Bunk and Snort drinking game tonight in whatever country you're in, anywhere around the world, due to Miss Morris jumping in in my opening title, yep. you are now entitled to have a shot of an alcoholic drink. Salute. Yes. Miss Morris, Green Men, Hairy Beasties. A bizarre new theory proposes that octopus embryos arrived on Earth on a comet millions of years ago. So octopuses are aliens. They're aliens. I've eaten them. You ate an alien. Does that mean I've now eaten aliens? Yes, you're infected now. Great. Mm, They might look alien. But are octopuses, aren't they called octopi? Depends whether it's Latin or Greek. Why? Why? Because What? Oct- you mean where they come from? <laughs> Why am I here? <laughs> yes! If it's a Greek octopus, it's octopi. If it comes from around the Italian coastline, it's octopuses. It all depends which part of the world they're swimming in. Of course it does. <laughs> Well, they might look alien, but are octopuses and other cephalopods really from outer space? This peculiar idea was recently put forward by an international team of 33 scientists whose work has been published in the journal Progress in Biophysics and Molecular Biology. Octopus Monthly. Yes, they have a huge spread. Of tentacles. Yes. Yes. Get it while it's hot. (laughs) Their research focused on the genes of octopuses and other species that arose following the various mass extinction events that have occurred in our planet's distant past. It is our view that the new genes are likely new extraterrestrial imports to Earth, most plausibly as an already coherent group of functioning genes within, say, crypto-preserved and matrix-protected fertilized octopus egg. Oh, well done. You'll get points just for saying that. I'm giving you up to 13 Thank now. you. Thank you. He didn't even stop to breathe. It takes little imagination to consider that the Precambrian... I'm bored now. Mass extinction, blah, blah, blah. Unsurprisingly, (laughs) though, it is met with widespread criticism from the scientific community. Suffice to say, it is extraordinarily unlikely that the octopus eggs hitched a ride to Earth on a comet. I'd be amazed because if you're traveling at those kinds of speeds through space, radiation would just shred you. Nothing survives. The radiation in space. Octopuses do. Octopies do. Apparently... Yeah. This is what they're saying. Eight-legged alien genes, or it doesn't amount to a hill of beans. You decide. Go to our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. And you can see if octopuses are actually alien friends. Nathan, what have you got for me tonight in the round of green men and hairy beasties? Well, Adrian, we're going to NASA. Excellent. Good times. Yeah. There's an octopus going up in a space shuttle. <laughs> that would be useful with all the little buttons yeah. and the knobs you have to. You could train up an yeah. octopus. Yeah. I would think they would help with landing. What, an octopus? Yeah. Well, rather than a parachute, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, you keep drinking, Morris. <laughs> <laughs> well, NASA scientists are racing to find aliens on moons in our solar system. The Jupiter moon mission would be one of the most costly undertakings ever carried out by the space agency if it gets approved. Speculation has it 
that any future multi-billion dollar venture comes after scientists detected water plumes coming from the small moon of Jupiter. The new discovery is one of the most promising pieces of evidence that there may be life forms in our solar system other than us. They've long thought, haven't they, mm. that the moons of Jupiter contained frozen water and they were looking yeah. at ways in which to get in there. Yeah. Space physicist Zian Z. Gia told the independent newspaper the He's discovery... from Florida. <laughs> Florida. If you say that name three times, a genie appears and we get a wish. I don't know if you knew that. Hey, I thought I did well doing it once. That's his name. I've read this. That is his name. Yes. I'm not knocking you. Yeah. The discovery could prompt a new phase of space exploration. Mr. Gia said, if Europa has plumes erupting into space, that really provides a new window for future exploration. We might be able to find out what's going on in the oceans under the ice on Europa. The European Space Agency is gearing up alongside its U.S. counterpart to send missions to Jupiter and the moons that orbit it. The oceans of Europa are believed to be teeming with life. A senior research fellow in planetary science at the University of Leicester added, Habitable conditions require a certain balance of chemical elements. Here on Earth, life doesn't want it to be too acidic or too alkaline, though there are a range of conditions in which life could potentially exist. The more favorable uh, the conditions are, the more likely it is that they would be there. Why go to a frozen moon or it can't come too soon? Go to our Facebook site, More Questions and Answers with Adrian Lee for the full story and all the fabulous illustrations and drawings. We just have time to squeeze in a couple of stories in the round of the strange and the bizarre. There's stories from around the world that are too good not to read out, but don't fit easily into any other category. Elvis Presley is alive. Fans swear singing pastor in Arkansas is the king. Hardcore fans. You don't think so? Because he's haunting. Yes, this was a dichotomy, wasn't it? Well spotted. I shall give you points for being dichotomous. Hardcore fans are convinced a pastor seen singing gospels in a deep South baritone voice is Elvis Presley. Fans are now calling on Pastor Robert Joyce from a small town in central Arkansas to identify himself and admit to being the rock icon. If some of the conspiracists are to be believed, Elvis has chosen a life of worship and now preaches in a small town. Now, Elvis Presley in about 1971-72 did say to his agent that he wanted to give up rock and roll and become a preacher and promote the word of God. Tom Menel, who has seen Pastor Bob singing on YouTube, is convinced it's the real deal. He said, I've been and seen Elvis Presley. I was six years old when I first saw him. I'm now 61 years old. To me, Mr. Joyce is Elvis, and I do hope one day he will stand up and say who he is. Misty Sullivan added, my aunt has seen Elvis when she lived in Memphis and she says it's him. She's been to five of his concerts and she says it's him. Well, if Princess Diana can be a fly, then I'm sure a singing pastor in Memphis, in Arkansas, oh, wow. not Memphis. Another person, Sophie Morris, said, absolutely, the face and body and the voice is you. The way you move your hands, your walking, your humor and your smile is definitely the king. I'm studying his everyday videos all of the time and I'm sure... With all my heart, that's Elvis Presley. Peter Turley simply added, this is a without a doubt, in my opinion, Elvis Presley. However, unfortunately for fans, the claims have been debunked by the man in question, Mr. Joyce himself. Thanking people for the comparisons, he dispelled the rumours and added, most of these folks know I am not Elvis, but to them, 
it does not matter. Elvis, of course, died on August the 16th, 1977, but various conspiracy theorists have refused to believe he has indeed died. The iconic singer would just be over 83 years old if he was alive today. You can go and watch those YouTube videos. You can see the man they think is Elvis Presley. If you go to our Facebook site, more questions than answers with Adrian Lee. I'm all shook up or at 83, he's just a pop. Elvis Presley has left the building and of course the physical realm. We now enter the round that we call Not For Your Mother. So thank you for looking us up on one of our platforms. If you're listening on SoundCloud, why not press the little orange love heart? Show us how much you love the show. If you're listening on iTunes or Stitcher, why not write us a nice review? And why not cut and paste the link and tell the whole wide world on your social media sites that you're listening to more questions than answers? The only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. If your mother is of a sensitive and nervous disposition, if you have small children in the room, they need to be removed. This is called Not For Your Mother. And there's a very good reason. Dead men could have babies after breakthrough penis and testicle transplant. I still think you would look silly with that on your head. I'd want my own hair. I have to say that. What? Dead men. (laughs) I've got time. (laughs) I don't don't get it. That's a very odd parting you've got there. My granddad had a hair transplant. He walked around with a kidney on his head. (laughs) Dead men may be able to father children in the near future after a breakthrough transplant. The world's first penis and scrotum transplant took place earlier this year when doctors operated on a war veteran at Baltimore's John Hopkins University Hospital. That's my story. The testicles were not transplanted because the recipient would theoretically have been able to have children using the dead man's sperm. That's bizarre. If you have a lung transplant, you'd be coughing up other people's lumps, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. Oh. Or do they flush all that out? I mean, do they clean them? I mean, do they flush all that stuff out? I mean, a kidney filters wee-wee. Do you get someone else's yeah. wee-wee coming out at that point? I... They must wash all that out. I'll find out. I'll talk to a nurse. I wonder if they flush everything out and wash it all out before you they do You flush that. the sperm. Hang the on. Spermazoa. <laughs> there it goes. No. Oh, it landed in that man's dinner. Look, go and get him. Look, it's where do they come dinner. from? The epididymis. No, where does the sperms <laughs> come from? They're made by a little worm called an epididymis. <laughs> I'm, where, I'm not no. making it up. It's true. Where do the sperms come from? What? I, I don't understand the question. How do they get made? Yes, there's a little worm called an epididymis and it makes sperms. Was and that get... transplanted too? Yes. No. They're saying it could theoretically. They didn't do it this time because they didn't want the man fathering someone else's children. But if you give someone else your onions, and you've got the carrot there as well, someone else's onions will be producing someone else's But whose worm is it? It belongs to the man who donated it. Mm -hmm. The worm goes with? Yep, worm goes with. But what about the guy that's getting... The worm. The carrot and onions. Yes, well, he's going to be producing someone else's sperm, isn't he? Without his worm. That's right. He's brought his worm with him. I'm slightly confused. I'm almost thinking we should go fishing. (laughs) (laughs) But in the cases recently been thought about, this has sparked fierce debate over whether a dead man could reproduce beyond the grave in the future. Dr. Jonathan Ives of the Centre for Ethics in Medicine at the University of Bristol said, what would you like, Miss Morris? New category for organ donor, right? Go on. No. 
organ donor. Oh. Oh. Organ Boing. donor. Yeah. You stopped. Organ donor. My uh, sentence. It just popped in my head. I couldn't help it. It just it popped in your head, out. did it? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Before I had it transplanted, I'd be frightening people in the pub and chasing people with it and flopping it on people's shoulders and, and things. And telling them it was a puppy? Yeah, and putting them in a matchbox and things like that. Yeah. I'd have fun oh, with it first. This is covered. They'd have to blow the dust off of it and give it a wipe before they stitched Jeez. it on, wouldn't they? He said, personally, I don't see any objection to transplanting testicles for reproductive function so long as fully informed consent has been given. I don't think it's any different, ethically speaking, from donating sperm, which we allow. Yeah, that's true. Yes, but if the dead person didn't give consent mm-hmm. and the family... Wouldn't it be terrible if you mm. could have brothers and sisters and then you could end up Having sex with someone else who is then your brother and sister. Highly that you didn't unlikely. Even it's happened. It has actually happened with adoptions. People have suddenly discovered that it's they've had unlikely. a bit of bunning with their sister. Mm. Without consent, however, you're making the man an unwilling sperm donor. That's unacceptable. It's a bit ghoulish, isn't it? That like 10 years after the person's dead. Yeah. But if you're an organ donor, you know that that may happen. I understand that. The U.S. war veteran who underwent the penis and scrotum transplant has regained sexual functionality, but is unable to reproduce. Not my carrot and onions or lay back and it's all Funyuns. I swear to God, if you can think of a better rhyme for onions, I'm willing to hear it. Bunions. (laughs) Nathan. (laughs) (laughs) At what point of a sex transplant sperm story are you getting Bunyuns in? How's that even going to be crowbarred into there? What have you got for me tonight, Nathan, in the round of Not For Your Mother? Well, German firefighters are being trained to deal with a spike in sex toy emergencies. A rising I've never had sex... an emergency. <laughs> Not when the fire brigade turn up and there's eight of them. Oh. Firefighters in Germany are being trained to rescue men from sex toy emergencies. The emergency crews are being drilled in cutting off penis rings or extracting items that have got stuck in hard-to-reach places. You could be a specialist. I bet you could get training. Who wants to sign up for the sex toy removal course? Can I have a show of hands? I think you have to specialize in it. You have yeah. to start from the top. Yeah. Specialize. <laughs> it's being, yeah, the, the, the professor's called Hands, Knees and Bumps a Daisy. Yeah, he gives good tips. Nice. Are we done or are we carrying no, on? No, we can carry on. Okay. <laughs> the course was launched after a spike in calls from men whose kinky antics had left them in trouble. Incidents including a man with a cro- uh, crochet needle stuck in his urethra. Oh, sweet no. jelly yeah. and ice cream. No. Oh, he's not going to knit a sweater doing that, is no. he? No. Oh, why have you got to make me? I've got, oh, that's made me move around in my chair. <laughs> There's not a man listening to this in 190 countries around the world who's not shifting uneasily right yeah. now. And another man who got his manhood stuck in a bottle. Message in a bottle. (laughs) The seminar is called Mechanical Failures, and it teaches how to remove sex toys without hurting the trapped person. More than 600 firefighters were given a lesson in how to remove penis rings in Dresden this week. The 15-minute rescue technique involves inserting a spatula-like tool between the victim's penis and the ring before wow. it is cut off with a grinder. Have you ever read anything out like this on air before, Nathan? No. No, I thought that would be the case. Yeah. yeah. 
Now, I wonder if they cut off the ring or his penis after they got the spatula in. Well, I know where they can get a spare one, apparently. You blow the dust <laughs> off that, I it's got yours. Some spatulas. You've got some spatulas, yes. And I'm sure your grandmother's got some knitting needles knocking around. <laughs> Do you well, know what gerbil women get on their wedding night? That's gerbil really... women? Gerbil women. <laughs> <laughs> Give me one of them gerbil women <laughs> and a box of sawdust. I'm good for the evening. God. She's drinking her wine out of a tube with a ball on the end. Yeah. What do German women get on their wedding night that's long and hard? A last, last name. name. Hurrah! <laughs> I love this show. While the fire, cr- um, while the fire crews work, the stuck man is bandaged and covered in a heat sh- uh, shield blanket which can absorb heat up to 4,000 degrees Celsius. I'm sure the worst thing, if you've got a knitting needle up your willy, is like, I'm going to feel really cold. Give me one of them blankets. Yeah. In other eye-watering emergency calls, crews had to attend a man with a whole apple stuck up as... Yeah. An old apple. A Granny Smith. Yes. Nice. A weightlifter in Worms, Rhineland State of Germany needed fire crews to help him get... <laughs> oh, no. And he's in worms, is he? He's in worms. He's in worms. <laughs> Great. Let's all go on holiday to worms. I'm sure that's worms. But anyway, he needed the fire crews to come and help him get his member member unwedged from the <laughs> hole in the middle of a five-pound weight. <laughs> Can I just say, just sitting across the studio from you, doctor and attorney, reading out stories of men that have done things to their willies has made my day. <laughs> It's, it's like oil and water setting, mixing together for the first time. Oh. Cats and dogs playing together. It's a joyous, joyous day, isn't it? <laughs> it took more than three hours to cut him free. The weight had to be shattered with an industrial-powered oh. grinder. Nice. Of course it did. A ben. jackhammer. <laughs> oh, nice. Then cut to pieces with a vibrating saw. <laughs> what are these people like? God almighty. Why oh. if they, that's just appalling. This is Germany for you, isn't it? Look at my willy ring. Oh, that's just not my thing. It's not my bag, baby. It's just not mine. I've never seen that before. Schwanz. Yeah. Meine Hindert is heist. Miss Morris, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Not For Your Mother? With the right surgeon, you can change just about any aspect of your appearance. Isn't that nice to know? Yes, perfect. Whether this is always advisable or a good idea is another matter altogether. So it's perhaps not at all surprising how in 2018, advice on how to lighten your lady bits is now a thing. Lips bleaching. Yes. Bleach my lips. Yes. Wow. White lips sink ships. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Lovely. Thank you. Perfect. Thank you. Let's all go home. Step Forward Cosmetics, Huda Katan, the founder of Huda Beauty, which recently posted an article titled, Why Your Vagina Gets Dark and How to Lighten It. Well, you don't want to, you let it out in the sun, don't you? What's his name again? Because I talked with the team. No, te- it is, I believe it's a woman. Haida Katan. H- Huda Katan. Huda. I talked with a guy called Haida Katan. Well, maybe he, he was she, from Iraq. she changed. Everything's possible <laughs> these days, isn't it? They're sewing people's carrot and onions on. That's Anything right. is now possible. Wait a second. I have a question. I may if not be you, able to answer if it. If you can now 
sew a carrot and onions right onto another guy yes. transplant yes you can't do that onto a woman do you think you get a pick a color chart do you think like you no, get mahogany I mean, can't, can't you do that to transgenders for for women no, no, that hang on a second in? i'm thinking about a color chart where you get oh, to choose for crying, I'm I, not going do you want there. the mahogany I'm or the dark it. cherry whatever or do you want apple blossom do you want to know how this works or what yes please all right <laughs> it reads we're busting myths as to why lightening your lady parts with natural ingredients may not be working and how you can actually improve it. If that's what you want, Huda Beauty then enlists the help of a New York dermatologist, Dr. Doris Day, who is real. Dr. Doris and Day. And absolutely nothing to do with the star of Calamity Jane. Doris Day and Peggy Lee. <laughs> Peggy Lee. Peggy Lee. Mm-mm. Dr. Day's DIY Vagina Lightning Hacks recommend using a range of items, which include lemon juice, yogurt, coconut oil, and egg whites. Now, Are you going to put that, lemon juice down there? That's, that's a little, hollandaise sauce. That's his hollandaise sauce. <laughs> They've made an emulsion. <laughs> Christ, I didn't know whether to rub it in or dip your chips in it. <laughs> hollandaise sauce. Read out the ingredients again. I I think I might have a packet in the cupboard. I was saving it for a piece of salmon. (laughs) Lemon juice. Lemon juice. Yogurt. Yogurt. Coconut oil and egg whites. That's a Thai curry. That's terrible. Christ, do you want noodles with that? That's terrible. She also advises women. That's one of those pink Thai uh, curries. To see their dermatologist with and who will prescribe a prescription for brightening cream or a chemical peel of your lady bits. Ooh, wow. While the post was no doubt well-intended, Huda has a huge social media following, and it's not gone down well with many of her fans. One on Twitter wrote, It seriously pisses me off when people like Huda Beauty can be successful and have a huge platform to influence young girls. And she writes articles about how to lighten your vagina with lemon juice. That's a little tart. Do you think you use one of those little squeezy gift lemons? You squeeze that. Yeah, the one in the shape of a lemon That's like it. that. Yeah, yeah. now squeeze it in your eye. Another person said, honest to God, women like that need a slap. No wonder young girls are insecure. And another said, lemon? Are you effing insane? LMFAO, have fun getting an infection. Well, nice. at least it'll smell fresh. Just a squeeze. Lemon fresh. <laughs> Lemon fresh scent. This smells like the interior of my car. Wow. It's when you go rooting around and you find one of those cardboard pine trees up there. You always like getting in. What's that little bit of elastic? Oh, oh my God. It's a cardboard pine tree. Uh, well, even men are getting involved with one adding WTF. Oh, come on. Yeah, I'm a guy, but surely I'm allowed to say, didn't all this stuff go too far way back when Gwyneth got involved? Wow. Uh, A later updated article added, we appreciate and respect everyone's opinions on this subject and want to express that we do not feel lightening your vulva, vagina, lady parts, VJJ, or VJJ is necessary. So they don't think it's necessarily necessary. So, 
Who Go cares? On. Get your lemon juice out. Who? Lemon, Who cares? Lemon on my lips or, oh my God, I've lost the pips. Oh. You no. can decide. I have the last story of the evening. Woman accidentally sends photo of fiancé's penis during engagement. Announcement. An excited woman mistakenly shared way too much when we sent a picture of her ring to her friends and family. Yikes. Mm. Proudly flaunting a sizable ring, the woman sent a snap of the bling to her friends and family. But it wasn't until after she posted the photo she realised her huge mistake. Or was it a little mistake? It's just a small one. (laughs) The woman from Los Angeles, California, unknowingly captured a live photo instead of a still picture using her iPhone. This meant the photo was actually a three-second video which featured something very rude. After taking the snap of her new bling, the woman swung the camera around and caught her new fiancé with his pants down. (laughs) (laughs) It's a boy! It's a boy! The shot of him pulling his boxers down and revealing his penis to the camera was accidentally sent to everyone, (laughs) including her mum. Accidentally. Uh And that's why she got engaged to him. And that's why mum approved. It reminds me of your husband. My honeymoon. We took photographs then as well. One light-hearted friend saw the funny side and replied, saying, Congrats, girl, it's huge. The hilarious footage... Wow, footage. That's impressive. <laughs> has since gone viral and has been viewed more than 5.7 million times. Mm. Look at my engagement pick, Or is that my boyfriend, Cock-a-Hoop, about being engaged? You decide... Go to my Facebook site, More Questions and Answers with Adrian Lee, and you can see the digitized video for yourself. Well, all good things come to an end. So let us look at tonight's scores in last place with the K2 meter, the dead battery, and some Elvis Presley concert tickets. It's me. I've scored six. Nathan has come in second on nine points, but in resplendent first place and getting the keys to the Ewok dressing rooms and a $33,000 IR camera, <laughs> it's Miss Morris who scored 13. Do not fear, listener. Remember, we are back with a whole new bunch of stories next week at the same time, and I would love for you to join me for a fun and informative trip through the world of the paranormal, strange, intriguing, bizarre, and weird. Please tell your friends and family about the show and feel free to contact me anytime via my Facebook site, More Questions and Answers, with Adrian Lee. Or you can now go to SoundCloud where we do an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show. If right this minute you go to SoundCloud.com and search for MQTA Radio, you get an extra round, which is called Not For Your Mother, which is filled with filth, naughtiness and innuendo. My greatest thanks are extended to Lorna Hunter, Heather Morris, Jeton Drain, and Nathan Bush, and all of the International Paranormal Society in Paranormal.net, and all of the show sponsors, including the Lakes Area Paranormal Interest Group and MUFON of Minnesota. You have been listening to More Questions Than Answers, the only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. With Adrian Lee, we are the very best in paranormal news, radio entertainment, The Light before the darkness it just remains for me to say thank you for listening and remember be interested and interesting